You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Zimbabweans will cast their votes today in the country's general election, which will determine the future of Zimbabwe amid an economic crisis. A total of 11 candidates are vying for the presidency, but the main contest is between the incumbent president Emerson Manangagwa of ZANU-PF and Nelson Chamisa of the Citizens Coalition for Change, the Triple C. To look into the Zimbabwe general elections, we're now joined on the line by Professor of African <coughs> Politics at the University of South Africa, Professor Kialiboha Mapunye. A very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Yes, good morning. Thank you very much for inviting me. Good morning to your listeners. Now it's uh, it's D-Day. It's election day in Zimbabwe today and the country has a history of disputed and very violent elections. How different do you think can we expect these elections to be from that of the 2018 elections? Unfortunately, I don't think there will be much difference between these elections and the previous elections precisely because the situation hasn't changed significantly from the last time when we had these elections and when many election stakeholders you know political parties uh, election observers uh, and by political parties i mean the opposition uh, uh, mostly cried foul and wanted uh, electoral reform and security sector reform especially these two things else haven't happened so to that extent Uh, some of us are a little, a little bit skeptical about uh, you know what is quite likely to happen of course we are not i'm not expecting the violence today i'm expecting a peaceful election but the unfortunate thing is that not much has happened in the run up to this election in the pre election period such that uh, you know there's been the same violence uh, that we have seen from deaths before the election that we seen in uh, you know in the last election and we have also seen the arrest and the you know harassment and one should even say the intimidation of opposition you know uh, members uh, including uh, civil society organizations and to that extent it's very very worrisome i mean just two days ago a, a group of uh, researchers come um, uh, uh, journalists were also barred from the country now it doesn't matter where they are researchers or journalists i know that they are working in the uh, not democracy governance space uh, some of them coming from uh, Uh, uh democracy and governance uh, africa unfortunately the problem is that when you uh, 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 bar people like this from a country which is just about to have an election when they are also coming to observe the election or at least to do some uh, um engagement on the election you are giving you know a negative uh, you know image to the country especially when you don't give um reasons why we we were not uh, given an official reason as to why some of the people were were excluded focusing on your comment how important is a free and fair process and the outcome of this election for the future of zimbabwe a free and fair election is very very important to legitimize the outcome you cannot have a legitimate government or a government that can stand to scrutiny to the international community and had have its head held high uh, if it's, it hasn't undergone an, a free and fair election a free and fair election that is uh, enjoys you know the best uh, practices of um, and the standards of uh, international best practices as well as uh, the uh, um, the, the, the support of the people who are working in the election management space who know what needs to be done uh, in the three phases of the election whether it's the pre-election 
election day today and then after the election, the counting, the tallying and all those things. There are certain things that need to be done, Elvis, and if they are not done properly, then you cannot uh, talk about a free and fair election. You compromise the freeness or the fairness or some aspects that is going to, you know, tarnish the integrity of that election. In the presidential race, the incumbent, uh, Manangagwa, he's 80 years old. He faces a challenge from the main opposition leader, Nelson Chamisa, which is 45, whom he beat by a razor-thin margin in the last election. So do you think that Chamisa stand a chance to overthrow ZANU-PF, which has ruled Zimbabwe for 43 years now, and has he managed to establish his party as the most legitimate and formidable opposition? There was a blip there. Okay, could you repeat the question? Has he managed, uh, that is now Nelson Chamisa, uh, to establish his party as the most legitimate and, and formidable opposition? And do you think that he stands a chance to overthrow ZANU-PF? First question. Uh, he has established uh, his party, and by his party, by the way, in, in the previous election, his party was a different party, uh, MDC, Movement for Democratic Change, which, um, you know, is has been crying foul. Apparently, uh, you know, some of his members are boycotting this election, so we might not really see what's happening in the, um, regarding that party's contest with the government as an opposition. But coming to the C, the uh, Citizens Coalition for Change, which now um, Chamisa has established, Yes, if you talk about uh, you know establishing a formidable opposition, I would say he has done this. Will he upset the uppercut and win? The stakes are seem to be unfortunately tilted, you know, in favour of the incumbent. We normally say that an incumbent, you know, a government party normally uses state resources to campaign and to do all the other things, you know, soft things uh, in favour of its own campaign in the run-up to that election, and that has happened. One one glaring example which critics in Zimbabwe, uh, even internationally, have been pointing to is the use of the state, you know, broadcaster, uh, you know, to uh, mostly uh, um, uh, be in favor or to, to broadcast messages uh, that are friendly or in favor of the incumbents and peer, and not much, you know, to the opposition. In terms of election management, this is not fair. You have got to open the airways, whether it's radio, TV, social media, and everything, to everyone. Also, you must not clamp down on anyone that, uh, you know, stands to campaign or to demonstrate that because uh, the country's constitution guarantees freedom of expression and association. So to that extent, I think, and, uh, you know, with the, also the, the, the subtle use of the security forces to um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, harass the opposition or to intimidate the opposition uh, in such a way that they are scared to go out there and, you know, uh, canvas vote for voting. All this, in my view, um, are, are tilting the, the, the stakes in favor of ZANU-PF, and it will be very, very difficult for the opposition to win. But Elvis, <laughs> it is not me or you to decide. Uh, it is the Zimbabwean voters. They are standing in the queues as we speak right now uh, to cast their, 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 their vote. And who knows, if everything goes well, you know, um, uh, smoothly today, you might just see a surprise win of uh, you know, Chamisa. Mm. But we know that the military is standing uh, at, on the corner. They have actually threatened in the previous election that anyone who is voted into power uh, from outside the ranks of one PF, who has not been to the guerrilla war of the, uh, uh, during the, the time of the liberation struggle, they will not salute, and therefore they will not uh, even want uh, you know, to, to, to support. So I'm not so sure if a, a Chamisa government comes to power, 
to what extent is the military a threat or the security forces a threat to the very same government, which is ironic, by the way. Hmm. Now, Zimbabwe has faced numerous sanctions, uh, Professor, imposed by Western governments for its human rights abuses. The local currency has lost about 80% of its value compared to the dollar since the beginning of the year. And with little sign of economic or political reform, the nation remains isolated by the, le- uh, by the West. So to what extent then? Will this poll determine Zimbabwe's relations, both regionally and with the rest of the world, you think? Regionally, I think this poll uh, will affect the, the Zimbabwe. In fact, we have got to remember that Zimbabwe is a, member, a critical member of SADC. And, uh, and to that extent, and, and trades very, very, in terms of South Africa, Asia and South Africa, it trades with us very, very closely. Um, right now, as we as we speak, there's this BRICS summit that is, that is happening. I'm sure Zimbabwe obviously would be uh, eyeing, you know, something that's about maybe joining this, uh, you know, this uh, uh, um, um, alliance uh, because of these sanctions that we are mentioning. However, Zimbabwe would like to have access to the European markets, to the EUK, you know, which had uh, took its own Brexit uh, you know, recently, and to, to the US. And uh, um, um, a government that comes into power obviously has also has to manage that. How um, you know um, um, Nangawa will manage this? I don't know how he was going to manage if you know ZANU-PF comes back to power because it is a, a sore point, um, an albatross around their neck, as it were, because the Western you know governments and countries are a bit reluctant, even investors of of, of investing in, in in Zimbabwe under you know ZANU-PF government. Hence, they have even applied sanctions because of what they allege as human rights abuses. Some of them are not alleged. Some of them are actually happening because some human rights uh, you know, uh, violation victims have, have fled to those countries, have even fled to South Africa. Uh, internationally, that, that, that was low, uh, originally. Internationally, um, it's going to be a, a tall order. Uh, Zimbabwe, obviously, they keep in, um, emphasizing the question of sovereignty, that they are a sovereign nation, and therefore they must be allowed to determine their own you know, uh, way of running elections. But unfortunately, Elvis, you cannot run elections, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, in the, uh, just uh, from nowhere. You have got to follow certain standards that I mentioned, international you know, best practices. Some of them are enshrined in the African Charter on Democracy, Elections, and Governance, and then governance, and then others are also enshrined in the uh, regional uh, instruments, such as the SADC uh, uh, principles on uh, elections management and, and observation. And in uh, the United Nations you know, um, uh, 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 principles. So to that extent, they have to follow those ones so that their elections can be judged as to whether they meet you know, the, uh, the, those standards and therefore they are, they, they, the outcome can be legitimate and the outcome can also you know, be supported. Unfortunately, when I listened to the voters in Zimbabwe just uh, yesterday and, 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 and the day before, uh, there's a mixed feeling. There are those who are very, very um, 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 uh, um, happy and ecstatic. They would like to go and vote, and of course, they, are, uh, they, they, they would like to exercise their rights. But there are those who believe that, look, what's the reason for voting? Because voting comes with violence and intimidation and security force climb down on the opposition, and uh, the chances of us voting when we are denied you know, the, the right to campaign uh, and, and, and winning 
uh, are very slim. So they, they believe that there's not going to be much change that is brought by this. And a Chamisa government, if it was to take over, obviously it has to deal with this. And some say that because the West seems to be um, warming up to um, you know, the MDC um, or even the C now, the opposition generally in Zimbabwe, maybe a change of government could bring, uh, see the uh, investors flooding back in into Zimbabwe. It is a very, very difficult issue to speculate upon because we don't know, even those policies of the opposition, uh, the major issue here is uh, the C do not have experience to govern. They have not governed before. So we, we may never say, once they take over, yes, they are going to change, to spin a rabbit and bring radical economic changes such that the international community is going to be highly favorably inclined to a new government. But we will see, because the voters will decide to change. Professor, I thank you so much for your time. That was Professor Kialiboha Mapunye, the Professor of African Politics at the University of South Africa, UNISA. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM. Leading the conversation.